My name is John Bradbury, and this is the Understanding Your Identity and Purpose podcast. Welcome, everyone. This is Episode 9, How to Stop Sabotaging Yourself. This is one of my favorite topics, and it is very personal, and this is going to be a great episode. And before we get started, I just want to mention two books. One is the book my wife and I co-wrote, What's the Matter, Love? And it's her story of how she stopped sabotaging herself after the pain of going through miscarriage and other difficulties in her life. And the other book I've mentioned before, but I just want to mention again, is The Good and Noble Heart 10-Week Transformation. It is a 10-week Bible study that it focuses entirely on identity and establishing who you are apart from your performance so that you can fulfill your calling like you're supposed to. It's a New Testament Bible study and a guided journal. And I think you'll really appreciate, I've, I've actually wrote it, but I went through it myself and again, not too long ago. And it really moves you from a consumer mentality to a producer mentality. So if you're interested in either one of those, I'll link them both up in the show notes. They're both available on Amazon. All right. How to stop sabotaging yourself. Oh, I love this. Because I've sabotaged myself so much in my life that when I, as I'm learning how not to, I just want to share this because it is transformative. First of all, we have to go back to our model. The model, the way, the way I see the world, the way I see my own life, is this garden and gardener model. It helps me understand my identity and my purpose and my calling, and it helps me take responsibility. And so I just want to go through it again. This is how this is how I view the world. It's how I make decisions. It's how I uh, learn to connect and cooperate with God in my life. So your life is a garden. Your results is the fruit that's growing in that garden. The, the plants themselves would be your actions or your habits or your skills. Skills being just habits, you know, mental habits that you can repeat. The soil is your mental and emotional state. So it's, you know, on any given day, what is your mental and emotional state? That is where your, your actions grow from, which ultimately produce your results. What happens is if we identify with the garden itself, so with our results, you know, with how big the garden is or how influential influential it is or with our thoughts or with our possessions or with our body, or with anything that is a form, 
our garden or our life becomes unattended or unconscious and we are not there's nobody to intentionally care for and produce care for the garden and produce the kind of fruit that God wants to produce through our life but when we identify ourselves as the gardener as the spirit man who is responsible for the garden your spirit is responsible for your life for your body for to maintain relationships to com- commune with god to fellowship with him to take heavenly things and manifest them on the earth to take spiritual realities and make them into natural realities when we see the world that way now we can maintain a connection with god we can actually open the gate of our life and and let the holy spirit in and we walk with him inside sharing a garden we share a body with him we share a a mind with him we sh- we share a space with him and together in relationship and connection we live a fruitful life now using that as a model i want you to think about your fruit your results and i want you to think about three main areas cuz everything kind of fits into these three main areas your health your relationships and your money or your finances or your work however you want to categorize that health relationships and money does your life produce the kind of results that you want are you bearing fruit are you bearing enough fruit are you bearing the kind of fruit that you want you know how does your are you experience the kind of provision financially that allows you to fulfill your calling do you have you know vulnerable and in, intimate relationships friendships family are you having influence and impact in your community in your marketplace you know is your health and fitness in the kind of state where you can do what God has called you to do so it's just a self evaluation there's no judgment there's no right or wrong answer it is it is processing with the holy spirit just as a act of humility to say okay god what are my results what are my results am i fulfilling my purpose and calling am i bearing fruit am i impacting others do i have the health and the resources to do that the way you want me to the way you designed me to am i impacting culture am i a part of the body of christ am i you know 
per, uh, making an impact in the marketplace, you know, in my, in my marketplace? Am I, am I living a life that's worthy of the calling? Because we all have a calling. We all have a function in the body, a role in the marketplace, a, a place in society that only us can, only our unique purpose and calling can fill that role. And it's not who we are, but it is important. It is important, just like a, a finger is important to the body. Or, you know, a, a government is important to a city, you know, or a, or a barbershop is important to a community, you know, or a prophet is important to a church. Like, there's different functions, and they all are necessary and vital, and we all have one. And are we fulfilling that function? Are we walking worthy of the calling on our life? Are we bearing much fruit, as Jesus said in John 15? And that is how the Father is glorified. So we just want to take a, take a minute and evaluate. Evaluate. Now using the model of the garden, we want to identify work our way back from fruit to actions to thoughts and feelings to identity identity is the source okay just a reminder identity is the story that you're telling yourself about who you are and why you're here it is the place that your thoughts and feelings come from it's the it is this you know the awareness that your um emotional and mental state arises from in the garden there are a few possibilities if you have so identified with form what I mean by form, I mean your preferences, your opinions, the place you live, your possessions, your disease, your calling, your functions, your roles in the family, your body, whether, you know, some people that are super fit might identify with their body in one way and some people that are overweight might identify in another way. People, you know, somebody might attach their identity to a disease and say, I am the person with, you know, cancer or I, you know, suffer from arthritis and they attach their sense of identity to it. So they're actually, I, in, the, in our model, they're identifying with the garden itself. What happens when we do that? is we leave the garden unattended. Now, our spirit doesn't disappear. You know, we don't, we don't change. What happens is we live unconscious or unaware lives. Because this, the realm of the spirit, the language of the spirit, is awareness 
consciousness experience. Those kind of words. Attention, intentions, desires. This is how God interacts with us. And if we live unconscious lives, what we're doing is we're leaving our garden unattended. Now, in an extreme case, what could happen when you leave the garden unattended? Meaning, you don't really believe in the spirit world, or you don't really think of yourself as a spirit, or you, you, know, you don't have awareness of your connection to God on a daily basis. Now, I don't mean with theology or doctrine. If you're a, a Christian and you've read the Bible, you've been to church, you have a doctrine that says, God lives in me. But do you have the consciousness that God lives in you? Do you even believe in a, a real way, in a daily experience kind of way, in experiential knowing, do you believe that you're a spirit? Do you believe that you're the gardener of the garden, you're not the garden itself? That your body is not you, it is the vehicle through which you manifest your nature. If you don't actually have the consciousness of yourself as a spirit and your connection to God's spirit, if you don't have that awareness, your garden is unattended. Now your thoughts and your feelings will arise from a place of unconsciousness. So what would that look like? In a garden, if there was no gardener, if there was nobody in charge, if the gate was just wide open, a demonic spirit could come in, and often does, and start manifesting its nature through your life. What would that look like? It would look like addiction mental and emotional trauma and trouble and difficulty. It would look like self-destructive behavior. It would look like, you know, fits of anger and rage and fear and depression. It would look like, in a, in the, in a garden sense, it would be a garden that was a toxic waste dump. You know, that's not just destroying itself, but also, you know, affecting those around it in a negative way. You know, in this case, people become habitual liars and thieves. You know, they become drug addicted. They become you know, chronically depressed, they become, you know, full of anxiety that they have no control over. They start to lose control of their life and start doing self-destructive behaviors that they literally can't stop because their 
not aware that they're a spirit person, that they're a spirit being. So their garden, their life, their body is unattended. We're living unconscious lives. And uh, a demon has taken advantage of our unconsciousness and is now manifesting its nature through our life, which is destructive. Now, another level of unconsciousness is maybe not so extreme. Maybe there's not a demon or more than one living, you know, manifesting its nature through your life. Maybe you're just, your garden is just unattended and the environment around you is now determining what your what is growing in your garden. So there's nobody actually tending the garden or watching the garden or taking responsibility for the garden because you don't see yourself as a spirit. There's nobody there to cultivate good mental and emotional state, good soil. There's nobody there because you're unconscious of your spirit nature. And what happens is you just get swept along with the environment around you. You know, if whatever the wind blows in is what grows in your life. Whatever the birds drop in, you know, if there's a flood or if there's a drought or if there's, you know, you know difficult weather, if there's pest or animals eating your plants or whatever, if there is a neighbor that is dumping trash or if there is an abusive person in your childhood and they took a dump truck and just dumped a bunch of garbage, you know, emotional garbage on your life, there's nobody to clean it up because you're unconscious. You think, you know, let's just use the the analogy of of abuse. You know, say you went through something very traumatic and you were abused when you were six years old, and you had this emotional garbage dumped on you. It wasn't your fault. But you have so attached yourself with either the victim mentality or the angry, you know, uh, revenge mentality, or you have adopted, uh, you know, the the trauma as a part of your identity, you have now identified with the garden itself with the form and there's nobody there to pick up the trash, to cultivate the soil, to pull the weeds, to build a fence. There's nobody there to care for your life. And so you just get swept along with the culture. You just get swept along with whatever is around you, you know, how your family grew up, the place you live, the time in history, the influences of society just sweep you along because there is no intentionality to your life because there's nobody watching. There's nobody tending. There's no gardener. This is 
this doesn't look so self-destructive, like the like if a demon was manifesting through your life, it looks more self-sabotage. Like when you when you have opportunities to thrive, you know, when you have opportunities to get healthier, you have opportunities to make more money, you have opportunities to have more influence, you have desires and dreams come up, you can't actually fulfill those desires. You can't, you can't take advantage of the opportunities. You end up sabotaging yourself. And your life becomes a bunch of weeds. Because it's randomness. Like your life is random. It's not intentional. This is the result of unconsciousness. Does that mean, I hope that makes sense. If you, can, if you can use the model of the garden and the gardener to picture your life, if you can see your body and your mind, your body and your mind, which are the same thing, your mind is a physical organ, your brain is, and detach your identity from those and see yourself as the spirit or, you know, the, the word that makes the most sense to me is the awareness. I am the awareness that my that tends to my body. Thoughts and feelings are energy forms that arise from my awareness or on my awareness. But I am not those thoughts or feelings. I am not my anger or my lust. I am also not my pleasure or fulfillment. I am the awareness. It's not a perfect word for spirit. But in the Bible, the word spirit and soul have, or some variation of breath or wind or air. You know, the, the, the language is very similar to in Genesis when God breathed into Adam and he became a living being. That word breath and being and is similar language to John 3 where Jesus is talking to Nicodemus and he says, he says that When you are born of the Spirit, you, you take on the attributes of the wind. Meaning you, you can't see it, you only see the effects of it. So you can't see a Spirit, you see the effects of the Spirit. If you think about a garden, that garden, given time, will manifest the nature of its gardener always you take any piece of ground let's just you know in the united states we use acres if you give somebody one acre or you know they inherit it or they buy it whoever is responsible for that acre 10 years later it will look like them it will manifest their nature 
that ground will look like them. If they think of themselves as, you know, somebody that cares deeply for the ground, they will it'll be well groomed, you know. If if they think of themselves as somebody that loves basketball, that ground will end up with a basketball court, you know, a hoop up. If they love to garden, it will end up as a garden. If they love flowers, it will end up with flowers on it. If they don't care about the, you know, their, the land, it will end up with junk everywhere. If they're really busy and don't, you know, tend to the ground, it will, it will end up, you know, in disrepair, weeds growing everywhere. Whatever the nature of the person, however they see themselves, it will be reflected in their land, in their garden, in their home, in their space, in, in their sphere of influence. So if you picture your life as a garden and you, your spirit, your awareness as the gardener, you can't see the gardener, you see the effects. You see the effects. So we can look at the fruit of your life and we can go backwards to your actions and then back to your thoughts and feelings and then back more to your identity or the consciousness that, is, that those thoughts and feelings are arising from. Now, we talked about the unattended garden and it could be demonized or it could just be swept along in the culture and the environment. But what about a tended garden? When you awake to the awareness that, oh, I am the gardener. I'm the spirit. I am responsible for my life. What happens? All of the sudden, you stop trying to change your circumstances and you start changing yourself. You stop changing, trying to control others and you start controlling yourself. Self-control. You, you know, Paul talks about the fruit of the Spirit in the Bible, in Galatians. And he says, you know, one, the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and gentleness and long-suffering and self-control, things like that. What he's saying is the results of you being a Spirit and sharing your life with the Spirit of God is the Spirit of God's nature will start to manifest through your garden. It will start to, your life will start to look like God's nature. And one of the, some of that nature is self-control or personal responsibility. I stop trying to control the world and I control myself. I stop trying to change my environment or my circumstances and I I change myself. 
So what does that look like practically? When you become the gardener, you awaken to the awareness of who you really are. One of the first manifestations is you take responsibility. So this is how you stop sabotaging yourself. Number one, you take responsibility for your life. 100%. 100%. No longer are you trying to get the world to change, trying to get God to change his mind, trying to get Satan to leave you alone, trying to get, you know, people to favor you or whatever. You're not trying to change the government or the culture or the devil or God or your family. You're not trying to get the environment around you to change. You take responsibility for yourself. You say, I will change. I will change. You start to tend to your garden. You start tending your garden. You start picking out the rocks and pulling the weeds and cultivating the soil. You start expanding like you think about the fence around your life around your garden that defines your comfort zone you start pushing it back and expanding your comfort zone expanding your boundaries you start developing new skills and new relationships and deeper relationships you start to take responsibility for your own mental and emotional state and your actions and your comfort zone and your skills, you, you take responsibility. So this is how you stop sabotaging yourself. Number one, you take responsibility. You become the gardener. You become the one who says, I am the, my results are my responsibility and they are manif they are a manifestation of how I see myself. I will always, I am a manifestation machine. <laughs> like I have no choice. However I see myself, however I imagine myself, whatever my identity is, whatever story I'm telling myself about who I am will manifest in my results given time. Now, this isn't exactly one-to-one, -one. like one day, you know, you change your mind and then your whole life changes. It's time, just like, just like a garden. It takes months to grow stuff and years to transform things. But given time, given three months, or three years, or three decades, depending on the, the, the amount of skill that you need to develop and the depth of relationships and, and the plan of God, given time, 
my garden looks exactly like my identity. The way I think about myself is manifesting in my life and it's not God or the devil or my circumstances that is creating my fruit. It is me. I am. That's number one. Take responsibility. Number two, and these are not in order. These are just like all of these kind of happen together. Gradually, you get more and, you know, gradually this, you become more more aware of these things. But number two would be humility or what I, you know, the way I define humility for myself is acceptance. I accept the way things are. And that means two things. I accept my past. I accept who I am. I accept the way God made me. I accept everything that has happened to me. I accept my current circumstances. I am not fighting. I am not resisting anything. I'm not resisting. Meaning, I am not wishing it away. I'm not saying, oh, I wish I was different than I am. Oh, I wish I had different skills. Oh, I wish I grew up with different parents. Oh, I wish I what, you know, was a different age or a different height or a different skin color or a different hair color or a different voice or a different you know, personality. I wish I had more resources. I wish you know, somebody would help me. I wish, wish, wish. I, 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 that is resistance. And I don't want to be anywhere else doing anything else in any other time frame. I don't want to be like anyone else. I accept the way things are. This is how you stop sabotaging yourself. You stop resisting the way things are. Stop resisting the way things are. The second way you stop resisting, you you embrace humility is through accepting the way God's design. There is a design for things. There is a design for health and money and relationships. For example, there is a certain way our body is designed to eat. And if we eat that way, we're not hungry. We have lots of energy. All of our systems work well. We don't gain weight. And it's easy to recover from exercise, which makes exercise more fun and beneficial. And we live healthy, energized, productive lives, free of disease. There is a design. It's in Genesis 1. And it's the way God made our bodies to eat. There is the design for marriage, for relationships, for sex, sexual relationships, for friendships, for intimacy, for vulnerability. 
There's the design for business. There's the design for the environment, for government. It is our job to discover the way God designed things to work and to accept that design and stop fighting it. Now, God designed sex to be inside of a committed marriage relationship between one man and one woman. Now, we could argue that everything outside of that is wrong, but that's kind of missing the point. Wrong or right doesn't do anything to actually change your fruit. It is more a matter of self-sabotage and humility. If I accept God's design... I don't have to, I don't have no, I remove all of the negative consequences. There are none. I, I remove guilt and shame. I remove this energy drain off my life. I remove the source of anxiety. I remove all of these things. So now I, I'm not fighting life. I don't feel any anxiety. I don't feel worry. I don't feel uh, afraid. I don't feel angry. I've removed the source of the energy drain. I've removed the source of of the drama and the trouble in my life, and I'm just doing things the way my body was made to do them and my brain was made to do them, and so there's no neg- there's no downside. God is not judging us for doing these things wrong. We are judging ourselves. I use the example of growing tomatoes. I have some tomatoes growing in my backyard. Tomatoes like to grow in the sun. They don't grow in the shade. The plants will grow in the shade, but they won't bloom and they won't bear fruit and they'll stay really small. But in the sun, if they have adequate, you know, good soil and enough water, they'll, the plants will grow big and they'll, they'll grow tons of tomatoes. There is, there's the design. Now, I could do my best to try to grow tomatoes in the shade. And I could, I could try to, you know, manipulate the plants to grow in the shade. Or I could like grab some giant lights and heat you know, lamps and like stick the plants in the shade and then spend all of this energy trying to replicate the design. But it would be exhausting and the results would never be optimal, right? When we go against the way God designed things to be, it's not that God will judge us necessarily. It's that we're living with a constant energy drain. We're living with subpar results. We're fighting life. We're fighting the way things are. Instead of like just accepting, oh, if I want to grow tomatoes, I grow them in the sun. And just accepting the way things are. I accept all of my past. 
I don't want it to be different. I don't wish it was different. It's perfect. It's fine just the way it is. I accept my nationality, my height, my skin color, my hair color, my personality. I accept the time in history I am. I wasn't born in, a, in the wrong time in history. I accept all of the trauma and pain I've went through. I accept all of the, the dreams and desires and goals in my heart. I accept my calling. I accept my function. I don't want to be somebody else. I don't want to live somewhere else. I don't need to be anywhere else. This moment is perfect. I am perfect. My past is perfect. I don't wish it away. I accept it. And I accept God's design. I'm not trying to prove myself right. I don't I don't care if I'm right. Like I don't care if I discover how God made things to be and then I cooperate with it. I'm not fighting it. Now, if I don't accept the way things are, I will have this ego position of trying to, I have an opinion, I have a point of view, I have a preference, and I my whole life becomes about proving that position right. I am always trying to get others to agree with me. I'm trying to force, you know, a square peg into a round hole. I live with constant energy drain. I'm always anxious. I'm always worried. I'm always tired. I don't have the results I want no matter how much I try. Now back to the tomatoes. If I try to grow tomatoes in the shade, it doesn't matter how much money I throw at them, how much energy, how much work, how much resources, it's not going to work. It's not going to produce what I want them to produce. But as soon as I just accept the design of the tomato and allow them to grow the way they were designed to grow, all the work goes away. Not all of it. But I'm not fighting them. I'm cooperating. It's very minimal. They're just growing. I, the ones in my yard right now, they're just growing and producing fruit. And I'm doing nothing except, you know, once a week, checking on them, pulling some weeds. That's all. I, I, I cultivated the soil so it would be good in the environment. And I just pull the weeds around them about once a week. And they're just taking off. That is how all of your life is supposed to be. Now, it doesn't mean there won't be any challenges or storms or wind or, you know, hot days. It just means that you can handle it. If there's a week where there's no rain, that you just put the, the roots will just go down deeper and and you have somebody tending so they can water when there's no water. There's some, if if weeds start to grow up, there's somebody to pull the weeds. It doesn't mean there'll never be weeds, and there'll never be storms, and there'll never be challenges. It means you stop fighting the way things are, 
and accept. So again, number one is take responsibility for your life. Self-control, not circumstance control. Number two is accepting the way things are and accepting God's design. Number three, and probably the last one we'll talk about today, is you stop isolating yourself. Remember, we're talking about how to stop sabotaging yourself. You take responsibility, you accept the way things are, and then you stop isolating yourself. Meaning, you no longer see yourself as separate or in isolation. You serve a function in a community. You serve a role in a family. You serve a place in the market. You serve a place in society. You, you're, a, you're a member of a body. You have no meaning or purpose on your own. You only have an identity in relation to the whole. In relation to the whole. You are hardwired for connection with God. Which means if... The way I picture it is like Adam walking with God in the garden. I actually imagine myself walking with the Spirit of God in my body. Like my body is a garden. I'm a spirit that tends it. It is my garden. It is not God's garden. He's not responsible for it. I am. My garden manifests my nature. But I walk with the Spirit of God meaning I live aware of His presence. I live conscious of His words, of His grace, of His revelation, of His presence, of His energy, of His will, of the desires that He has. I live consciously aware of that every day. It's not theory. It's not doctrine. It's not theory. I live consciously aware of his presence with me in my garden. I walk with him every day intentionally. And then his nature, I yield control of my garden. I don't yield responsibility. It is my garden. I don't real I never yield Responsibility. I yield control when the Holy Spirit expresses to me that He wants to do something different. Then He gives me an idea or a desire or He makes His will known to me. I yield control and allow His nature to manifest in my life. And over time, I developed this partnership where we're doing this thing together. That my life looks as much like Jesus as it does me. It's a partnership. I'm not Jesus, but his nature is manifesting through me. And I'm producing fruit from my relationship with him. I am not isolated. I'm not doing this in human effort. I'm not alone. But I'm also not isolated from the community. 
You know, if I have a business, my business serves customers and suppliers, both up above me and below me. I only matter in relationship to the whole. If I, you know, I'm in a church, I am not and just an individual, I am a member of the body, and I serve a function in that body, and I only have meaning and purpose in relationship to the whole. If I live in a city, I have meaning and purpose in relationship to the whole. Every business and social institution and government and church, they serve a purpose and a function, and I serve one of those functions in relationship to the whole, I stop isolating myself. I start building more relationships and deeper relationships. I stop protecting myself with shame and anger and all of that. And I start becoming more vulnerable, meaning I allow people to see what I'm really like. And I start becoming more loving where I feel the connection with the whole. You know, racism starts to disappear. You know, my I start to appreciate both genders. I don't want them to be the same. I appreciate them, what they bring. I start to appreciate every personality type. I start to appreciate all of the spiritual gifts start to appreciate the different kind of businesses and I start to value the different churches and their leaders and what they bring to the city. I start, I stop having, I stop insecurity, which is me feeling below other people and needing from them, you know, what I should be getting from God, I'm trying to get from them. And I stop arrogance, which I see myself above other people and trying to control them. And I see myself as equal. I am giving into the body and receiving from the body every day, all the time. No insecurity, no arrogance. I stop isolating myself. That's how we stop sabotaging our life. We take responsibility, we accept the way things are, and we stop isolating ourselves. Now, there's more, and we'll get into more later specifics. But I just want you, I want to leave you with this, with this possibility. I want, I want to go back to design. I want you to I want you to think about how every area of your life, your health, your finances, your relationships, that your relationship with God and others and the community and even the planet, your finances, like your work, your investments, your your management of money, your making of money, your health, which is your nutrition and your fitness and you know the, the environment you live in. There is, there is a design for it. God thought of it already. 
if you're not getting the results that you want in the, one of those areas, it is because you're not taking responsibility or you're not accepting the design. I'll just give you a quick example. If I am trying to be healthy, but I am not eating the foods my body was designed to eat, what is required of me is an enormous amount of discipline and energy and accountability and effort and rules. But if I just accept the way God made my body and accept and I, and I don't sabotage my life just to prove my theory right. If I just say, okay, God, what works? What does the Bible say? What is the Holy Spirit saying? What does objective science say? What does trial and error say? What do I know? What works? When I did this with my health about a year ago, I lost 30 pounds. I started... Uh, you know, my skin cleared up. I had more energy. I slept better. I, you know, I was able to recover better, from, and which means I started running longer distances. Everything just, I, I'm not hungry. I'm, you know, I have energy. I don't have any rules. Like, I don't, it doesn't require discipline. You know, it's a tomato plant in the sun. It is just the way it's supposed to be and I'm not sabotaging myself in order to prove my theory and just accept. So if you're not getting the results you want, either not taking responsibility, which means you're not aware of yourself as the gardener and you're still trying to change your circumstances, the things around you, instead of changing yourself, or you're not accepting the way things are and the design of God, and you're resisting, you're fighting the system. Or you have isolated yourself, and you're trying to do all, it all by yourself. You're, you're, you're not an entire ecosystem. You're just a piece. You're just a part. You're just a member. You are born for connection. You're born for love. You, you can only make money in a market. You can't sell to yourself. <laughs> you have to serve a function. You have to serve a people. You have to solve a problem. You have to make suppliers rich in order to become rich. You have to, you know, help customers in order for them to pay you. There is a relationship. You can you can only you can only be healthy thriving, bearing fruit in the market, in society, in the community, in the church. You can't be, you can't thrive in isolation. You're not designed for it. So I hope this helps, guys. We're not perfect. We're not striving for perfection. We're not there yet. This is just practice. There's no judgment. There's no there's no, you know, it's not, we're not even talking about wrong and right here. We're not talking about sin even. We're talking about sabotaging yourself and how to stop.
how to just remove the barriers. Just take a look at your results. You know, just get on the scale, look in the mirror, check the bank account, you know, check your 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 influence, your your creativity, you know, the the relationships. Is it what you want? Now for me, I I'm not where I want to be. But for the first time in my life, I know how to get there. And I'm already making progress. And that's what we want. It's just practice. It's just practice. We just make progress. Just make progress. Keep practicing. Keep practicing. We're not trying to get there. We're not trying to get anywhere. We're not trying to win. We're not trying to beat anyone. We're trying to practice in a trust relationship with God, bearing fruit, loving others, and just getting better. That's it. So take a look at your results. Check. Is it one of these three things? Is it, is it am I not taking responsibility? Am I resisting the way things are or the design? Or am I isolating myself? And, it, and begin to begin with identity. Begin by seeing yourself as the gardener and then move from there. And I guarantee you, whatever you need to know, you can discover through the body or through your connection with the Holy Spirit. All right, guys. God bless you. We'll see you next week.